Hi, I'm Kim Rickards, professional superglue and co-creator of Manifest. Manifest is a global platform with a vision to empower professionals of color to make connections and build intentional community to manifest careers, dreams, and goals. In this podcast, we will nurture, inspire, connect, and elevate our listeners through relevant stories and conversations. Now, let's Manifest. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Manifest. If you are tuning in for the first time, you are currently in the midst of a three-part interview series with my favorite Black romance authors. This is actually a manifestation of an idea that I had while reading and listening to audiobooks over the summer. And since you're already here listening, my suggestion is to go back to episode one and start, but don't do that right now. (laughs) Wait for me to get through today's episode, and then you can do that. And for today, which is part two of three, I am joined by one of my favorite best-selling Black romance authors, as I said, who is a Southern girl at heart, Alexandria House. So happy to have her here with me. And Alexandria and I actually have a few things in common, which she didn't know, but we both have an affinity for good banana pudding, (laughs) neo-soul music, and tall Black men. So Alexandria, welcome to Let's Man of Feast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So what have you been up to? Um, you know, <laughs> the pandemic, <laughs> writing and, and all that good stuff, you know. And keeping us busy reading, right? Trying to. Trying to. Trying to. But I shouldn't even say trying to keep us busy because reading your books is not really a chore. It's actually something that I'm sure listeners that are familiar with your work would say they enjoy to do. I find reading your books to be more of an escape. So I am guilty of definitely trying to rush through work to finish. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I got to get and catch up because I need to know where is Ryan Boyer? You know, like (laughs) I I found myself doing that. But, you know, maybe that's not the wisest thing to do because I need my job to buy more books. I'm just going to say, don't get fired. (laughs) I'm just going to keep buying books. (laughs) It's just like, don't blame me for that. But... (laughs) But I just wanted to to say to you that, again, I'm super appreciative of you taking the time to speak with the Less Manifest listeners and to share with them a little bit more about you so that they can put more of a person behind the work. Oh, well, it's my pleasure. Absolutely. So let's get into a fun game of this or that. Have you ever played this before? I, yeah, I have. <laughs> you so, so you're pretty familiar with the rules. Yeah. All yeah. right. So you just... Say whatever comes to mind. No thinking. This is the first time you don't have to think, right? Probably for the <laughs> for the day, you don't have to think about anything. So I'm going to say have a lot of fun with it. And if you're ready, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Diamonds or rubies? Diamonds. Escape or SWV? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> SWV. Okay. Roses or lilies? Roses. Miami or Vegas? Vegas. Okay. <laughs> Fix it yourself or call a professional? Uh-uh. Call a professional. No. That, girl. Okay. That's what they're there for. Spades or poker? Spades. Personal chef or mm, personal fitness trainer? Chef. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one, happy ending or cliffhanger? Oh, happy ending. Cliffhangers, you know, they 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 mess with my anxiety. <laughs> Girl, yes. They they play 
a lot of games with me. I, I don't really, I don't really like them. Getting all nervous even thinking about one right, right now. But now that we know a little bit about what you like, why don't we get to know a little bit more about who you are? So, what are three things that people may not know about you? Hmm. Um. That I used to be very, very quiet and reserved, and hmm. um prim and proper <laughs> really yeah I was I was so quiet that um one of my teachers early in like early in the elementary school mm-hmm. said, well I can't tell if she's learning anything because she's not talking <laughs> <laughs> and my mom was like no she's learning it she, she said sitting there you just got to pull it out so I was I was just mm-hmm. always a really quiet really observant uh mm-hmm. child and I'm still a very observant person Mm-hmm. Um, second thing is that I am uh, college educated. I am an HBCU graduate. I won't say which one. Ooh, shout out to HBCUs. <laughs> but I am. A, you, you might not be able to tell from the stuff I post on social media. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm educated. And, um, let's see. Third thing. Um, I used to want to be a stripper. <laughs> wow. Like what kind of stripper? A, a real, a polished a, one? A stripper, like, stripper. Like a king of diamonds? Yeah. I, I was a strange child. I wanted to be a lot of things. I wanted okay. to be an astronaut. Um, I, I don't think that part is strange, though. <laughs> <laughs> a stringer, and I can't carry a tune. Um, <laughs> a stripper. I just, I just, I had a very uh, vivid mind imagination as you can see right (laughs) carried over yeah okay and and you know what that's not actually bad because you were able to again carry over that imagination into your actual profession so it all worked out yeah it did i I, i'm I'm getting to do everything i wanted to do i just make other people do it exactly (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly and how would you say your parents describe the work you do talk about them i'm sure they don't know that you want to be a stripper so how would they describe your work they they know what i write i I don't allow them to read it Uh, (laughs) but they know and my i don't know what uh rate is this a pg show (laughs) you you can say what you got to say Okay. My mother says I write booty getting books. <laughs> um, my daddy says I write sex books. <laughs> wow. Okay. And they probably so, tell people. <laughs> well, you know what? I love parents that are proud of what their children are doing. Oh, they are. They're so proud. They just That's awesome. I couldn't have done anything to make them any happier. <laughs> that is great. And yeah. you know, for listeners that are not familiar with your work, I, I, I wouldn't classify it as sex books, but I, some of the scenes are pretty intense in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> in a good way. Yeah. They're tastefully done. Well, thank you. That. Yes, they're tastefully done. It's not anything too crazy. Yeah. Well, they, I guess they describe it that way because they're not, they have been uh, shunned from reading them. <laughs> oh, okay. So, yeah, they just don't. They'll never know what is really going on because I'm not going to let them get a hold to them, but. Got it. Got it. Well, speaking of this, how did you even get into writing? Um, the short version of the story is I was brokey broke and I, needed, <laughs> and I had to figure something out there to make to make up some income. The long story would be I was just always really good at storytelling. 
It's just mm-hmm. something I've always been good at. Um, not necessarily on paper, but I was a good story. If something happens, I, I can recap it in a way where it'll just captivate you. So, mm-hmm. so that's just, and I was always good at writing in school, like English classes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, in my brokenness, um, <laughs> I, I said, um, I think I'm going to try to do Nano Write Month, you know, which is National Novel Writing Month, mm-hmm. uh, one November. And I ended up writing Higher Love, which is my first novel. And I said, well, I'm going to throw it out there and see what happens. And um, it stuck to the wall, evidently, because I'm still writing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is amazing. And I would say that, you know, sometimes the, the, this is exactly how things happen in terms of we're frustrated into doing something different. Right. Yeah. So being broke as I want, I'm like, I'm not even gonna profess that over you, but that other, <laughs> that word yeah. that, um, that, that you didn't have as much as you would have expected at the time made you come out of a comfort zone and actually challenged you in a way where, you know, we're on the receiving end of this gift that you had. And I'm just thinking about how you probably felt when you were releasing it, because I'm guessing you would consider yourself a creative as well, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Okay. So there's something to be said about holding on to something that's your baby and then watching other people respond to it. So how did you feel as other people were responding to it? Because I've been told that sometimes, you know, people not too nice with their words when they leave reviews. They aren't sometimes. Um, But Higher Love, like the first couple of reviews were like, they didn't like it or they thought I was trying to be like somebody else. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so you kind of let that just roll off you. Yeah, I was like, well, um, okay. I mean, what did I have to lose at that point? <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I, I threw it out there to see what it would do. And if that's what it did, if people didn't like it, you know, people didn't like it. But um, it started picking up steam and I started getting better and better uh, reviews and um, after a while, I was like, okay, maybe I'm on to something. And then maybe I will go ahead and write book two of this series then. <laughs> so, yeah. So, wait. So, what was the the turnaround time between the release of book one and then writing book two and then releasing it? Oh, man. I, I, I really was long ago. don't remember. And it hadn't been that. I should remember. <laughs> I don't remember. That, that was back in the time when I was really able to just, I guess... I'll say I there weren't any expectations of me back then because mm-hmm. I was new and I could just kind of write uninhibited. So I was okay. just writing, 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 writing. I was writing fast back then. I don't write nearly as fast now. Really? So um because I know those that those three books from Love After and the Strickland Sisters all came out in the same year. So wow. that's how, that's how fast I was writing. Oh wow. Yeah. That he was pumping them out. Yeah, and then plus, I think I did a I might have done a Christmas story that year. I don't. I'm not sure. I might have. <laughs> <laughs> you were doing a lot. Yeah, right. like I could, I could write really fast. Then I like believe in me. I wrote in like ten days. So wow. Yeah, I was, I was, I was broke. <laughs> I was with <laughs> the ones I wanted, and um, I was, I, you know, I was like, well, let me do another one then, and then let me do another one, and um, that's you know. It takes me a little longer now because I do, I guess I get in my head a little more because Mm -hmm. a lot of people have read them and and 
I feel like y'all have a metric to go by now of what you expect um, to get from me. So, hmm. yeah. It, and how much do you, because let's keep it real. When it comes to how you perceive the project versus the way that it's received, it, it's not always going to be in alignment, right? So no. do you let that bother you or are you more so like they going to get this? You know, like, I'm going to make sure that I defend my work. Or is it more like, it just may not be for you? Like, how do you respond when when things like that happen? Um, I guess I'm not going to lie to like, it doesn't bother me if people are mm-hmm. super negative. I try not to even look at the, like, negative reviews and stuff too much because I will dwell on it. Um, by dwell on it, I mean like a day. But... Um, <laughs> Like if somebody like I've had people tag me in negative like posts. Oh, <laughs> I aggressive! Know, I don't know the purpose of that. I don't know why you would do that. Right. And if you if you have gone out of your way to show me that you didn't like it, then I'm like, oh, um, now that that I'm taken aback by that because I'm like, well, you really wanted me to know mm-hmm. you didn't enjoy this. Um, so that might bother me, but for the for the most part, I I don't control the stories and I don't control the characters. They give me what they want me to have, right. and I try to make it coherent, you know, for for right. you all to understand it. But once I've written it, I'm I'm like a, I wrote what I wrote person. I, that's just what it is, you know. Of course, I want it to be edited and you know grammatically correct, but. A, a negative review wouldn't make me go and just change how I write or okay. what I write or right, right. You know, I have a certain voice, you know, and that's just what it is. <laughs> it just it is what it is. And I'm glad you said it that way because, you know, sometimes I do feel that some some of the reviews and I've read some of the reviews and I'm like, well, my goodness, tell us how you really <laughs> feel about it, you know, because yeah. it was just so intense and i'm sitting here like i did not have this experience at all and not to say that everyone is going to always have the same exact experience Mm -hmm. but some people you know they're brutal and it's like you you literally read all 355 pages (laughs) and, 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 and you were pissed off so much that you really had to leave two paragraphs you know like it's like come on now yeah, the, people really do take some of this stuff personally, and I and I and I do because I was a reader first, so mm-hmm. I do understand that you bring your experiences and your thoughts and your beliefs to a book, uh, but I don't have any control over that. So right. if you bring all that to a book, and a lot of times I look at a review and I'm like, what book did they read? Because right. that, that was what I intended. <laughs> I don't understand why they got that out of there, but if that's what's in the back of their mind, I guess that's what they got out of it, you know? Right. Um, thank you for reading. But I mean, <laughs> I but come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Some, so like I said, some of those, whew, <laughs> some of those reviews, they are pretty over the top. And I think it goes into the question that I have for you, which is what are the misconceptions people have about writing because again you just said like the characters they're the ones that's telling you Mm -hmm. so when someone's putting out this kind of review they may not fully understand the process so let's take some time to school them yeah it is it's the characters have to come to me the um the story 
all of that comes to me. I, I don't, it's not necessarily that I sit up and say, okay, I'm going to write a, uh, about this one sister that's Nick, Nikki Strickland is real loose. And she, that's how Nikki came to me. She was, she was, right. you know, that was her personality. And all I try to do is make things consistent all the way through the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that's how she came to me in book one, that's how she's going to be in book two and book three. So um, they come to me, they bring me their stories and say what they want to say the way they want to say it. And I write it down and try to make it make sense. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what it is. Now, I do have some, some of it's intentional. Um, I knew I wanted, after I did the Strickland Sisters, I knew I wanted to do Brothers. And I knew I wanted, wanted to be a rapper and want to be an NBA player. I knew all of that before I started. Now, did I know the inner workings of what was going to happen in each story? I No, I, I don't even outline. I just sit down and I write. And it kind of comes to me as I'm writing it. Wow. And... and- now that is impressive because school will tell you that you're supposed to always have an outline. <laughs> no. And, I, and honestly, I wish I could. I wish I did. I tried. It made me itch. So I stopped. <laughs> I, it would make it a lot easier because there are times when I'm writing, and I'm like, I have no idea where this is going. I don't know what's, mm-hmm. where we're going, uh, what's going to happen next. And I have to, and when that hits, I just kind of leave it alone for a minute. Okay. for a while and come back to it and then something to flow out but you know i wish i was an outliner i'm not <laughs> <laughs> but um i guess maybe i don't need to be <laughs> yeah it's i mean what you're doing is working for you so i wouldn't say change anything about it but you know that mention of having to walk away from it mm-hmm. is definitely something that i would think authors have to do often so what are some of the challenges you face as a romance author specifically and how do you mitigate those challenges um i don't know it's in in the writing itself that i don't have many challenges because i'm i guess it's just something i was a talent i was born with um Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't have a problem writing sex scenes. That's my favorite thing to write. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to make these folks get it on from page one. So that's right. the issue. <laughs> it's up to me. They would meet and jump in the bed. But, <laughs> um, probably the hardest thing about being a, a black romance author is, but I don't. I, I want to say this is a hard thing, but I don't really care about it. <laughs> But the, the recognition that you don't get because, as an indie black author, or the um, I know me and my fellow authors are we're making waves in the industry. We're we right. We're building these great catalogs and these big followings and doing these outrageous numbers as far as sales. And then when people um, ask for a black romance recommendation there's like five people they name because that's what they're, they know because that's what's put in front of their face. And it's all mm-hmm. people and not taking nothing away from those authors because they're obviously they're good authors, but there are more than five black romance authors in on the Absolutely. planet. So that's frustrating because if you think about what we're doing as independent black romance authors, we are the publishing company. We're doing all of this stuff. We're mm-hmm. writing, we're publishing, we're marketing, um, we're making all the decisions and we don't have a big machine behind us, but we're still being seen by readers. Right. And I, I think it's impressive, you know, but you still have um, 
a whole group of people like the a lot of mainstream authors act like we don't exist um and then there is i guess you could say some snobbery about us being independent like we didn't i guess we haven't paid our dues i don't know huh. I don't especially you know care that that's how people feel but i think it is unfair or it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that people, a lot of people don't know we exist because they could be enjoying some good stories that they did. Well, so interesting you mentioned that because you've been on a few lists during the pandemic, these must read lists. I, I'm, and it shocked the crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Oprah's book club. I'm like, yeah. okay now. Yeah, it shocked me. I was like, I, as a matter of fact, that Oprah one, I kept seeing people post it, but before somebody tagged me, I think Kennedy Ryan tagged me and specifically said I had a book on the list. Before she did that, I wouldn't even click on the link because all I saw were these um, illustrated covers on the thumbnail. Right. So I'm like, well, I ain't on that list. (laughs) (laughs) Only only to know that you were. I was like, oh, so I I go through illustrated, 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 Big South Chess illustrated. Mm-hmm. I was like, what oh, a chest it was. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm play. I, I, I do think that is that's breaking some ground. I think that's making headway that they have included because I've I've seen um, Love Velvet on list. I've seen Christina C. Jones on list. Phyllis Bourne. So I, I'm glad to see that some people are like, okay, you know, it's it's some more folks out folks out there writing this stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I'm very appreciative of that. Mm-hmm. And I was happy to see you on those lists because even in my in my office space, well, virtual office space, mm-hmm. um, they were asking for different kind of books to read. So everybody at one point was trying to read the anti-racist book. Mm-hmm. And then they said, are there other gener- genres that you guys would want to add to this list? And I added the <laughs> the Oprah's list like, here y'all go. Yeah, yeah. just slide that right into this conversation and people were really receptive like oh romance okay yes this is different because they were so used to reading such heavy stuff Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. they were like oh okay and then it also exposed them to more than those five black authors that they may have been familiar with you know like yeah we appreciate terry mcmillan but come on now one of my favorites you know okay but come on now yeah there there, there's so many this is a great time to be a black romance reader because there's just like endless options of what you can, of really good black romance novels. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it seems like all of you are also building a phenomenal community amongst yourselves. Mm-hmm. And I see the love where, you know, on, on social media specifically or specifically <laughs> Twitter, mm-hmm. where the reshares are happening. You know, you guys are tagging each or you ladies are tagging each other in things, you're reposting and just shouting each other out. And I think it's beautiful to see because it's also telling me that a misconception that some people may have is that, you know, black authors don't get along. Well no, I love I love my sister writers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, and I'm a, I'm a reader. I'm a fan of them. And mm-hmm. You know, a lot of them uh, were established before I was. So I was sitting back thinking, wow, look at that. I want to be like that. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you're paving your own way, though, which is even better. 
Yeah, yeah. That's that's even better. So my next question for you is around whether or not any of your books have been inspired by actual events or people you've encountered. Um, yeah, I would say all of them in one way or another, even if it's um unconscious to me, even even if I'm not doing it purposefully. Um mm-hmm. I take from anything my experiences, the experiences of people around me. Um, a song, a movie, a book, you know, um, Mm -hmm. anything, you know, or just sitting up people watching. I like to people watch. And Uh that's a good way to to get some inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. Personal experiences, travel. Like I went to Vegas and I was like, man, I I need to sit some in Vegas. So that's why I said it's in Vegas. Mm, (laughs) I took a trip to Vegas last summer. So well, yeah. sir, he was a, just a little angry. <laughs> he was just a little angry. No, no, no. Which again, the boys, you know, <laughs> them boys. But again, this was a little different from what you would have, quote unquote, normally put out because yeah. Yeah. this explored a different side of um, characters and yeah. some of the things that they may have been dealing with. Yeah. And I I like to do that because I don't want to, I'm a person that before writing, I would quit a job in a second. (laughs) I did quit, find something else, quit. And I don't want to get burnt out with this. And and if I had to write exactly the same thing over and over again, I would, I know I would get burnt out. So um, I like to stretch my imagination as much as I can. So. Well, girl, you stretched it with that one because, <laughs> because <laughs> I was like, "Oh, he big mad," but <laughs> in a in a an, in a way that again, as you read, you understood, and then the more you read about his brothers, you fully got the full picture. Like, oh, okay, this is what's going on here. Yeah, they they went through some things. But they went through some things, you know, and we all do, which is again why it makes it relatable. Yeah, because no one is perfect. No one has it all figured out. No one had the perfect childhood growing up. And, you know, you might have had perfect portraits around the holidays, but that doesn't mean that holiday time was perfect. Yeah. And I like to write real people. Real people don't always make the right decisions or do the right thing. But a a lot of people have their intentions are pure or their heart is pure, but they don't have the tools to make sound decisions or good decisions and even with the brothers um someone complained that they didn't get therapy i said well not everybody gets therapy but that doesn't mean that they don't deserve love because they you know right and i would even say because you're absolutely right not everybody goes for the therapy and we know this in the black community that's still stigma oh yeah so writing about black characters that makes it very normal yeah especially black men you don't right. hear much about a black man going to therapy. So, no, I, I, if if I don't do anything else, I really do try to make it uh, relatable or realistic. Um, mm-hmm. so. and, and like I said, you're doing a really good job with that. So I'm going to ask you this hard question because I asked CCJ <laughs> and she said, that is a hard question. I don't like to answer it, but I'm going to see if you like to answer this question. Okay. And the question is, if you had a favorite character to write, who was it and why? <laughs> you you are wrong. For this. <laughs> it's like asking me to pick my favorite child. Um, favorite character, favorite character. Okay. I have... I can say I have maybe three <laughs> for okay, different, that's fair. different reasons. Okay. 
mm-hmm. Big South because mm-hmm. of the doors he opened for me and because he is a good guy. He's just a great guy, but good guy. Um, he, he opened some doors. So I, I got, he's got to be a favorite. Right. Um, and Neil McClain because Neil, Neil writing Neil kind of helped me find, realize some things about myself. Um, so I will have to say him and he, he was, his story was a surprise to me because like I told you, I don't have time. I don't know what's going to happen. And um, he was really, really uh, pushy <laughs> about his story being told because I wasn't even through with Nolan's story and I had to start writing his. So no. definitely um, Big South, Neil, and probably um, Nicole Strickland. Nicole Strickland. Okay. Yeah, Nicole is... That book, it's it's one of my favorites of mine. I know a lot of people hate Nicole, but I, 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 it's, I don't know. She was just so authentic. She was just her. Mm-hmm. You know, she, very much she so. She was. Um, she's very unapologetic. And I just, I love that about her, that she was going to say, she said what she wanted, did what she wanted, and she didn't care what anybody else thought, you know? Oh, that is very realistic because there are many people like that that I'm sure both you and I know. Yeah. And, you know, some people are going to love them and some people aren't going to love them. Yeah. But for various reasons, they are awesome people. Yeah. And I take the fact that a lot of people dislike her as a compliment because I, I guess I wrote the crap you out of it. You did it right. Uh-huh. You did it right. <laughs> I made it very realistic because they don't very like Very realistic. Very realistic. And, you know, so I will say this. First of all, I have to shout out Jacoby DM for bringing Big South and Neil to life because he did such a good job with them. Um, But when it came to, when it comes to my favorite characters of Mm -hmm. yours, Big South is definitely one of them. Mm -hmm. And just for the reason, like you said, he's a good guy. He opened doors for you, but then he opened up my mind as well to just like how a man can really love a woman. Yeah, yeah. You know, just like, just authentic love. Just, yeah. that's it. Just love no her agenda. Them, you know? Just, that is it. He you just know? loved her for, because she was who she, because she existed. Because, <laughs> of, yeah, and then just shut things down. Mm-hmm. And I would even go as far as to say, because you have bought him to life on social media, that I just can't <laughs> get enough of this man now. I'm like, <laughs> He is a part of my world for real. Um, But, you know, on the side of the ladies, I would go as far as to say, and this is like, it's not Joe, even though people that are familiar with the characters, they may be thinking like Big South and Joe, it just makes sense. Yeah. But it was Bridget for me. Oh, okay. I love Bridget. Yeah, because, you know, I was rooting for her from in the story yeah. <laughs> with Joe and Big South. So I was already rooting for her. Yeah. So when I saw that she had her own story, I was like, it's time for sis to get love for herself. You know, yeah. and she had been trying to figure out which brother she was going to be with anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from jump. She was trying okay. to her one of those McLean brothers. She was trying to figure it out. And I'm all about manifestation. So sis manifested her husband. And mm-hmm. I was happy to see that happen. And what I love about the way that you write the characters is that, again, they're relatable. But then 
their personalities kind of could for me at least mm-hmm. kind of makes you look internally to yourself too because at one point you know when i was first introduced to bridges character i was kind of like oh she, this she's all over the place like <laughs> you know she's ratchet <laughs> right like what's going on here and then again as the character developed i was like oh okay she really has her girls back because at first i was like she's really trying to be in the club like girl calm down but then <laughs> you know taking off the judgmental vibe and being mm-hmm. like oh i see she's a real writer for her friend yeah but she also was trying to set herself up as well because of her profession or her mm-hmm. her, her interests her career interests so i love the way that you had me check me while reading <laughs> yeah yeah i'm i'm a firm uh believer in seeing things from all sides and and looking beyond the outside of a person you know that there's a reason for their behavior and uh, i'm i'm you know i try not to judge you know just like joe judged big south the first time she met him you know she sure did Mm -hmm. she sure did and for all the people again that are listening that are unfamiliar now y'all gotta go cop these books or audio (laughs) books so that you know what we're talking about please right it's probably like who is big south where is that name coming from what is that (laughs) yes you have to go figure it out by following alexandria on social media and also it's available on amazon so it's right here at the click of your palm but um we'll talk about that a little bit more later but as we're talking about these characters the question that i wanted to ask you because again social media has introduced these characters to people that are not familiar with them or has continued to keep other people up to date with them. So where are the Strickland sisters? Because the McLean brothers, we know what's going on with them. <laughs> where are the girls at? They are still, you know, they, they are where we left them. Um, okay. Icky Thriving. and Ann are still in Cal- in LA. Um, the other two sisters are still in Tennessee. And um, Renee has finally stopped having children. <laughs> 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 um Nikki and um Damon still have their twins and um uh Angela and Ryan still have their one they're still they're still 4C love they're still on YouTube and doing commercials and stuff and uh Mama and Daddy Strickland are still you know they still got the feathers and the chaps and you know what <laughs> working it out Mama and Daddy are working it out and you mentioned Renee and she showed up in another book she showed up in um what was it teach me yes okay yeah because i was like i feel like she made an appearance mm-hmm. in a book and i love that you did that and she and she will pop up again soon she will okay because you know she, nadia she she's connected to like a little bit of everybody yes. at this point <laughs> well i'm not uh, my next audible original mm-hmm. uh, touch me and it will release um, I think we moved the date till um, to voting day, actually, uh, November the third. Something positive. Yeah. <laughs> Something. So we appreciate you. We're going back to Roman University, um, and this will be Nadia, Nadia's friend Charlotte's love story. Oh, Charlotte. Yeah. So you'll get oh, we'll get some cameos again, and of course she's connected to Nadia. So right, we'll see. We're going to see some Nadia and Nathan and. So it's I I loved writing it. Um, Jacoby and Demerle narrated, and um, Jacoby said this is his new favorite male character. 
that he's worst of mine. So wow, and that's saying a lot because he's yeah. done some some good characters. Yeah, so I'm looking for. I haven't even heard it yet, so I'm looking forward to oh, hearing it too. I can't wait to hear this. You should see me over here smiling. I'm like, <laughs> ooh, I got something good coming. I am excited for yeah. that. I'm yeah. excited for I'm so it. So excited about it. I think I'm gonna. I'll. Sh- I'm gonna share the cover soon. So you know. Oh, that's gonna be fun too. Because you always make them nice and just steamy. Just <laughs> <laughs> give us something to look at and look forward to. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. And I like. I like doing putting the cameos and stuff in there. And I know. I I know you all like it too. So mm-hmm. I like we appreciate it. Fun for y'all. Yeah, you know, it makes it, again, very relatable, feel like you know these people, you know, like, and it, and it connects people on social media. And one of the things that I love, I was actually telling my sister that you did this and I showed her the post and she thought it was a real, <laughs> a real person. And I said, no, this is what an author is doing to, you know, keep the characters alive, if you will. And yeah. she was like, that is so creative. <laughs> and I thought about it and I was like, yeah, because it gets people talking, you know, people that I've never met all of a sudden now we're like virtual friends because we're bonding over, you know, these posts. And Aww. it's like, did you see that post girl? You see what, you know? So yeah. I love that you are doing that. And it goes back to what you said in the beginning, which is that you just know how to tell good stories. You're good at storytelling. Oh, it is. It, and it's create it's creativity. I like being creative and um, I, like I said, I was a reader first, so I, I think like a reader in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So I, sometimes I say, man, if I, I wish my favorite author would do something like this, like I, so I could keep up with the characters. Right. So, you know, and it's just fun. And, it and definitely you see me laughing. Like when I do the Unk ones, I'm laughing. Ooh, I'm he it. is a mess. <laughs> he is a mess. Yeah. And again, everybody got one in their family. So it's, it's just very, yeah. <laughs> very relatable for sure. Mm-hmm. And as we start winding down, I, I wanted to ask you because you mentioned, you know, Love Velvet, Kennedy Bryan, Christina yeah. C. Jones. These are some of the people that, yes, they are your your author friends. How, how did you say it? Sister authors. Sister, sister authors. You love guys are sister readers. Sister <laughs> readers, sister authors, just yeah. bonded over just good work that you're putting out. But mm-hmm. what are some of your favorite books? It doesn't necessarily have to be from these ladies, but what are some of your favorite books that you've come to love, you know, during current times, but yeah. just overall, because Manifest is all about support and intentional connections and making sure that we are building our community up. So I just want you to use this time to show who you're supporting. Um, favorite books. Um, definitely Haunted by Christina C. Jones. She knows this because I have worried her to death telling her that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I love that. I love that series that uh, Eternally Tethered series. Um, their eyes were watching God. It's like absolute all time number one Classic. favorite book. Mm-hmm. Um, Color Purple is another one that I, I absolutely have loved. Um, Waiting to Exhale by Terry McMillan. Um, mm-hmm. The Wayward Love series by Love Belvin. Girl, Whew. that is mine. And I, wait till I talk to her because I used to have a different favorite. Mm-hmm. But but now that I got introduced to Isaac and Kenny, I'm like, yeah, I love, yeah. I just, <laughs> man, that's it's something about young love. I think I just have like an affinity for young love because I also now I'm thinking that um, 
Tori and um Ashton. Ashton, I'm I, they're about to take first place. Hi, <laughs> girl, I'm with you on it. I am yeah. with you on that because so, yeah, I love anything Love Belvin even considers writing. So she is put, and she pushes the envelope. Mm-hmm. I love her thoughts. So you know. Yes. So, <laughs> One of your thoughts. has a mind on her. So mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to think. I used to be a big James Patterson fan. I I, I guess how I grew that. Um I I like to listen to anything that Jacoby DM narrates. Just uh, because. I mean he could narrate just because the weather. Uh, he could narrate the newspaper. I don't, you know, the stock market. I don't, I wouldn't understand it, but I would enjoy it. Hilarious. <laughs> he has a good voice. Listeners, if you have not heard Jacoby DM narrate, the brother has a good voice. And, and also good. Sean Kristen. Yeah. Sean Kristen is another him. one of my favorites. Now, I, I, I've chased him around Audible too. So uh, Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, guilty. Big fan of both of them. Um, and I'm a, I, I I love audio. I've always loved audio books. So, you know, it's a joy. I I listen to mine several times a week. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? I'm gonna pick one of mine. Go ahead, girl. I'm gonna say Sanctuary. <laughs> Sanctuary. Tell us about that. I just enjoy writing it so much, and I'm so happy that people actually enjoy reading it. Um, mm-hmm. it's just ah. Uh... I just have a thing for immortals. I just have a thing for them. So this I, is different. Listeners, this is different. I, yeah. I would almost say, and you could tell me, no, Kim, you're absolutely wrong, but I would almost challenge people who have not read your work to probably start there and then kind of go back. Yeah. Th- yeah. They could do that. And then mm-hmm. they'll be like, whoa, oh, okay. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, it's different, but it, it's what I, I do, which is a love story. So right. um, I think it wasn't what a lot of people expected. It's got a lot of people like, oh, this was really good. I was like, what did y'all think I was going to Girl, they just didn't know. We didn't know what to expect. I think it was just a matter of the way it was set up. Yeah. Because, you know, on Books in Maine, it was like, hmm, what's going to happen? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, when I wrote it, I was like, I love this. I don't know if anybody else is gonna love it, but I love it. So let's let's see what they think. So well, we thought that it was good. <laughs> <laughs> so again, another job well done. And again, as we wrap up, what is your advice for listeners that may be on the fence of becoming an author? Um, if you have a story that you want to tell, tell it. Um, write it. Um, trust your trust your story. Trust your characters. Trust your voice and um, don't be concerned about how it sounds or if it's um, grammatically incorrect. Just write it. That's what their editor's for. They can fix that for you. But um, just write and um, worry about the reception when you're done writing. I I don't even think about what people are going to say until I'm done writing it. And then I'm like, well, they might not like this, but I'm finna publish it. What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just write. Yeah, this the only way to become a writer is to write. So write and um, just believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a big one because it takes it takes that part to start writing. Yeah, yeah. Believe in yourself, believe in your story. And 
understand that not every, not everything is for everybody. Um, that's true too. There are some people that are not going to like it, and that's that's okay. You know, I guarantee you, there are some people that will. Right. Guarantee so because there's something for everyone out there. <laughs> Absolutely, I've seen some titles and with reviews, and I'm like, what is that? <laughs> wow. But you know, there's there's an audience for everything. Right, there is. And that's the beautiful thing about the world that we live in. There's a little of something for everyone. So exactly, you won't be alone <laughs> with finding an audience once you put it out there. That's true. And the last question, mm-hmm. what are you manifesting? Mm, I am manifesting um, continued success. And my, my idea of what success is. And what my idea of success is, if I can roll over in this bed and do nothing and still make some money, I'm successful. <laughs> and, tell, and tell me how to do that, too. Once you figure it out. So passive income, you know, you put that book out there. Right, right. And people buy it, even if you, you're dead asleep at 2 o'clock in the morning, somebody might buy that book. Um, and being able to do, I want to, I'm manifesting being able to continue doing what I absolutely love, which is creating stories, telling stories for a living and uh, opening, uh, manifesting more open doors, um, more avenues of storytelling um, and just more happiness and more smiles and peace and being able to live life on my terms. Love it. Living life on your own terms. Mm-hmm. That is the best thing ever because yeah. it's so hard nowadays to try not to take what everybody expects of you to, you know, mean more than what you want for yourself Yeah. Um, yeah. to value. So it, it takes yeah. a level of maturity that I did not always possess, but, but <laughs> I possess it now. Right. And, you know, I've, I love it. I, I love it here. <laughs> I, I'm I'm happy you got there. And I'm like, I'm about to meet you because it is a place of freedom, I'm sure. It is. That's exactly what it is. It is. It, it's freedom. Mm-hmm. Something to be said about that. Good old freedom. <laughs> Good old freedom. Well, Miss House, thank you so much for joining Less Manifest. I hope you've enjoyed our time together. I have. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. A pleasure to have you. And listeners, this message is for you. Before you go to that next episode of Less Manifest, please don't forget to share this podcast. Leave a positive review. <laughs> Connect with Miss House on all socials listed in the show notes. Visit her website to access her catalog. And y'all support her. Go buy her work. Go buy Jeez. her work. You know, that's what we that's what we really want. We yeah, really want people to give just me a go try. Give me a try. Go give her a try and support her work. And again, let everyone know that this episode happened. So connect with her, connect them to her, <laughs> and connect them to us here at Manifest. So thank you again for listening. And until next time, let's manifest. Thanks for listening to the Manifest Podcast. Before you go, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Share this with your family, share this with your friends, share this with your colleagues. Just share this with your entire community. And until next time, let's manifest. <laughs>